Welcome to the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Chris Logan. To help reduce pipe corrosion, the 2016 edition of NFPA 13 added a requirement that all wet sprinkler systems include an air vent. Developed with input from contractors, the AGF patented Purge and Vent automatic air venting valves are the most compact and simple to install while offering the widest variety of installation options. The conical design prevents water discharge, eliminating the need for redundancy or drip pans. The 7900V includes an integrated isolation valve, barrel strainer, and purge valve with cap and garden hose thread, eliminating extra connections and potential leak points. The purge valve provides easy access and strainer flushing capabilities to simplify service in the field. Additionally, the extra purge valve allows for venting large amounts of air from the system and expedites the filling and draining process. It can also act as a vacuum brake to help protect roof couplings in the system. Model 7930 ECA comes pre-assembled with an end cap for quick installation at the end of system branch lines. The 7950 ILV includes an inline separation chamber and can be installed in several locations, including immediately downstream of the floor control assembly. For additional information about AGF's products, or to find a distributor in your area, please visit agfmanufacturing.com. That's A-G-F-M-A-N-U-F-A-C-T-U-R-I-N-G.com. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast, I talk to Megan and Nicole from AFSA. AFSA, American Fire Sprinkler Association. They are another one of the large um, organizations across, uh, I believe they're starting to get into Canada as well, so they are across North America and Canada. And uh, you know they are doing a lot of good for the industry as well. They do a lot of stuff for educating fitters, designers, engineers, uh, you know, project managers. They have a new initiative out there right now called the Next Gen Initiative. And what that's doing is essentially it's pairing up people under the age of 40 with uh, with a mentor. Uh, the way they're doing it's very interesting. They're not putting two people in the same geographical location, which makes it very good for uh, you know the people working together. You're not uh, uh, you're not calling with questions about a project that you may be bidding on each other against. Um, it was a great conversation. We talk about uh, all the good things that AFSA is doing for the industry. Um, if you have any other information, go to www.firesprinkler.org, which might be one of the best domain names in the industry the afsa conference and expo it will be in october in october on october 1st to the 4th in san diego again go to the website if you want any more information if you want to sign up you want to go check the place out uh without further ado let's get right into it with our conversation with megan and nicole Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. On this episode, I have Megan and Nicole from AFSA. Um, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Next Gen initiative that they have on the go, uh, as well as what they have coming up in the next year as far as events and things like that. So uh, to kick things off, why don't we introduce ourselves? And uh, I mean, you guys know me, but why doesn't Megan and Nicole introduce themselves? And um, we'll get started. Um, Megan Wills, I work with my family's company in Perkiomaville, Pennsylvania, Anchor Fire Protection. Um, I also am chair of our local chapter, the Schuylkill chapter, and more importantly, I chair the Next Gen Initiative for AFSA nationally. And my name is Nicole Duvall, and I'm Director of Communications and Social Media and Staff Liaison to AFSA's Next Gen Initiative, which is our young professionals group for people aged 40 and under. So, uh, Megan, why don't we kick back to you? You are a third generation in the industry. Uh, why don't we get a little bit of history about you, how you got in the industry, uh, what you're doing for your for your family's business now, and uh, just a general background on you. 
Sure. So um, I graduated from the University of Hartford in Connecticut in 2005. And from there, um, I started in my family's company. My grandfather started the company. Uh, it was a, We were mechanical contractors back then. And then when my dad uh, graduated college 41 years ago, he started the sprinkler division. Um, so we're in our 41st year. When I graduated college, I came in and did, um, I started in the fab shop. And then I moved into the field for several months. And then uh, once I had enough of that, I uh, moved into the office, um, did designing for several months, and then I ended up in sales and project management. Um, I've been in the industry for 14 years, and I've been doing sales and project management for 12. You you ended up getting enough of the field work. I find that uh, yeah. so I, <laughs> I can't. I, find that hard to believe. I, uh, <laughs> I describe myself it? as a fitter. And I do. Absolutely. I love spinning wrenches. I don't get a chance to do it very often anymore. Um, but any chance I do, I do get, I, I do like spinning wrenches and I like putting in pipe. It's uh, yeah. it's a different kind of tired at the end of the day, right? Like your, your body's tired from working hard all day, but when you're in the office, your mind gets tired and uh, at the end of the day. So it's, it's two different kinds of tired, but both very demanding in one way or another. Yeah. I, 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 get, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I think for me, just the field aspect of it was, um, it was the, it was the hours. I'm not a morning person and our field guys work four tens. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> 10 hour days, six to four was uh, pretty rough for somebody that's not a morning person, but I'm not so, uh, I find myself um, when it comes to the, the piece of, of people engagement with sales and project management, that's what I really love about it. And, you know, you don't really get that necessarily in the field. You, you know, you talk with your helper, maybe some of the other field guys, but on a day-to-day -day basis now, it's it's that people interaction that I really thrive on. Right. Yeah. See, and then me as well, which is why I kind of started this podcast. I, uh, you know, I like talking sprinkler with people who are substantially smarter than me. So here we are. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it works. Uh, it works out good for me. Uh, otherwise, what were the odds of, uh, you know, me picking up the phone and calling you people and, uh, and having you answer any questions that I had. So it works out good. Everybody gets the, um, everybody gets the behind the scenes conversations that happen at everybody's uh, shop and office and things like that. And that's, that's what I like to do. Um, so Nicole, what got you into the, uh, the fire protection industry and how long have you been involved with AFSA for? So actually I started with AFSA 13 years ago as a communications coordinator there. And over the years have progressively took on more and more responsibility. Uh, my background is actually in uh, journalism. I have a degree in public relations and advertising. And uh, out of school, I uh, just kind of fell into the industry and it's been um, a crazy fun ride. Uh, the people are amazing. I get to deal with people like Megan and the rest of our next gen group, which has been a phenomenally fun project to work on. Um, they're a great group of people. We have 12 people now, um, half from the associate side, half from the contractor side that are really looking at um, issues that are unique to the 40 and under set. I myself am under 40. So this entire initiative is completely from a staff and a volunteer leader perspective run by people who are under 40, who are trying to address those unique issues um, that we see in the construction industry. So how long have you guys had AFSA's Next Gen Initiative? Uh, what is your goals with it? And, and what are you guys planning on doing with it in the future? Well, let's see. We started AFSA's Next Gen Initiative, um, I believe, in 2014. Um, at the time, 
I was, I, it was my first year sitting on the AFSA national committees. And I said, and, and one of, I think it was public education and awareness. Uh, I, I just made a comment to the other people at the table, like, guys, I'm the only one here this week that is, you know, not 45 plus years old. Like, don't you guys think that's a problem? And, um, I, you know, I don't remember the context of the conversation at the time, but uh, a couple of meetings later, Joe Heinrich, who at the time was chairman of the board of directors, came to me and said, how do you feel about taking on, you know, bringing in new people into the industry and sort of a, you know, next generational thing? And I said, sure. So um, no idea what I was in for, no idea what I was taking on. <laughs> but um, frankly, as soon as Nicole came on is when things really started to head in the right direction with everything that she does to support us as a group and the work that she does behind the scenes is is just it's been insane to watch her do what she does and help us grow but um it took several years for us to kind of find our direction and figure out what we wanted to do with it and where we wanted to do where we wanted to go with it but uh since then uh it's been it's been huge really we started at the convention october 2014 in orlando with our first uh next gen get together and i was I couldn't believe that there was like 50 people in the room. I was like, this is nuts. 50 people really are interested in what we have to say. So, um, and that has just grown exponentially over the last couple of years. And like Nicole said, uh, we had, um, you know, about 200 people at our next gen day at the convention last year. So the interest is there and, and we're excited about that. So uh, what we try and do every year is several webinars through AFSA online, uh, focusing on you know the workforce issues, uh, leadership, management, that kind of stuff. Uh, we have an entire Next Gen Day at the convention with seminars all day that ends with our Next Gen Mixer. And this year, the Next Gen Mixer is going to be um, a mentor mixer, where uh, we're hoping the mentor program that we launched this year uh, it'll allow people to to meet and greet. So we're okay. really excited with with a lot of what's going on. So the next gen initiative is it uh, is it aimed specifically at one portion of the industry, or is it uh, you know is it more is it more for designers for uh, like apprentices, contractors? Um, who who are you guys aiming this towards? Everyone. Uh, we don't have any limit on on who wants to get involved. You know, everybody in our industry has a direction that they're going in, right? right? Everybody in the industry, no matter how old they are, needs some sort of, of help and mentoring and direction. So we don't we don't limit it. I mean, we go anywhere from fitters to designers to salespeople to project management to people that are strictly just involved with, you know, the associations, asset and AFSA and all that kind of stuff to help people have a place to go to to learn some skills that they can continue to carry through their career. Uh, we also are focusing on reaching out to tech schools and uh, bringing in the next generation of contractors, not just focusing on uh, the generation that's currently new to the industry. And that's a really, really important piece that we're trying to focus on, um, you know, encouraging career fairs and going and talking to tech schools to, to you know, drum up the interest for the, for the industry. Hmm. That's interesting. So, um, 
So you guys are trying to essentially let everybody know that. And this is something that I've been trying to do as well. Um, I had, when I was in trade school, uh, I had one of my teachers, he was kind of one of the first people to uh, kind of let everybody know that it, it, you're allowed to like your job. You're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to enjoy working. You're allowed to be involved in the industry and help the industry evolve and doing things like that. And you don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to worry about being a loser to be interested in the trade. And that kind of kicked things off because I've always been very interested in sprinkler, but being a third generation sprinkler fitter, sorting fittings at the shop when I was a kid with my grandfather, um, always a little bit interested. Uh, and then after kind of somebody pushed you to push me to be, you know, be interested in the trade, learn more, always, always be evolving in the industry, uh, kind of kick things off to, to try to do as much as I can in the industry podcast, tech committees, things like that. Um, you know, and, and the young people need to understand that because right now there's kind of a mentality in the field where, you know, put your hours in and go home and then do your own thing at home. But essentially in fire protection, in the past 10 years, the trade has evolved so, so much. Uh, if, you, if you're only paying attention to what's going on in the industry for nine or 10 or eight hours a day, you're going to miss things. Um, yeah, that's so true. And I think, I sorry not to cut you off. I, I think that's something that's that our industry really thrives on is um, how much passion that everybody has. And it's, you know, the next generation of, of laborers and the next generation of, of workers and contractors they have, you know, a desire in life to do something that's good. And it's so right. easy for our industry to take advantage of that. You know, we go to work and we save lives every day. No matter what piece of the industry you're in, you're saving a life every day. Yep, and that's right. You know, it's so important to put that message out there. And that's what I think is really going to start creating the interest for our industry for the future. You know, a plumber, you're not saving lives. A mechanical guy, you're not saving lives. Like we're the only guys in the job site that can say that. That's right. Yeah. And the other kind of feeding off of what you just said is that the people need to understand, and a lot of them do. Like as far as people passionate about their jobs, uh, I would say it's hard to find anybody outside of the fire protection industry that's more passionate about their jobs. Guys are now, you know, all you have to do is go onto any any Facebook page on on Facebook or LinkedIn or anything like that and see how many people are involved in trying to learn and try to expand their knowledge. Um, it's not a it's not a, if I don't learn it at work, it doesn't matter. Right. It's not like that. Right. People are always trying to exceed expectations, which is, which is good because in the end, um, you know, if an HVAC unit doesn't work, then people get cold. But if a fire protection system doesn't work when it needs to people, people can die and you can lose property and life. And that's what we're all in this for. Right. So um, you guys have a uh, you guys have a conference and expo coming up here soon. Um, when what are the dates on that? Where's it going to be located, and how could people get more information on it? Um, our convention is in San Diego this year, and it's October first to the fourth. Um, our next gen day is going to be um, October second, which is Wednesday. Um, so I, Nicole. You can talk a little bit about where to get some of the information for what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Megan. Um, we're going to be doing a full day of seminars uh, Wednesday, October 2nd at the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego, where we'll be having uh, seminars on um, 
finding your why, uh, figuring out what motivates you. Um, also, we're going to be having a seminar uh, with NCCR on their RT33, which is uh, getting at some of the reasons um, that people are um, engaged or not engaged in the trades. We'll also be having a leadership forum um, led by uh, Megan will be moderating uh, Scott Pugsley, who I think you know from Seneca College. I know Scott uh, <laughs> very well. <laughs> uh, Mike Meehan, uh, who is the president of VSC uh, Sprinkler Corporation uh, here in Virginia, and um, then uh, Christina Calderon from NCCER uh, will be talking about um, addressing the labor shortage, which is something that the Next Gen has really been working hard to solve uh, this last year. Um, they've had two main goals, which is been recruiting and mentoring. And so all of this uh, programming that we're doing on the educational side is aimed at going back to those goals. So if anyone is interested in joining us, um, we will be doing um, a full conference pass or a day pass. And you can find out more information on that at firesprinkler.org backslash AFSA 38. Awesome. Firesprinkler.org backslash AFSA. What was the last part of it? 38. 38. Okay. Is that, uh, what's the 38 for? Is that the 38th conference? Correct. AFSA was founded in 1981 on the principles of education. And so we are now in our 38th year. Awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the history of AFSA. Um, started back in 81, um, based off the principles of, sorry, what were they again? Education. Uh, we education. were founded on the need for education. Okay, and uh, and obviously you guys are doing very well at that, expanding knowledge, providing uh, seminars, ed educational. You guys do um, um, webinars and things like that as well for people? Absolutely. Um, that's actually one of our largest and most utilized member benefits is that we do offer monthly webinars that are free of charge to our members. NextGen does a quarterly webinar series that focuses on NextGen initiative uh, topics. Our next one is going to be August 28th on hiring and retaining employees, which, as you know, is huge in our industry. Yeah. Um, you know, who doesn't need someone? Uh, time and time again, when I talk to our members, everyone is looking for someone. I mean, right now we're enjoying a very healthy economy here in the States. And so it provides a lot of opportunity um, for our members. And so that's something that we're really working on. Um, you know, as you know, the, the construction industry is aging. And so you know, in 1985, the average worker was 36 years old. Now that we're having the baby boomers age, the average worker is 43 years old. So there's a lot of, of things that we need to be looking at as a, well, next gen. Um, you know, who's going to be taking our spot so that we can move up in our companies respectively? Right. Yeah. The other, the, I mean, the other reason I would say for the uh, the tradesman shortage would be um, uh, the major push there in the early 2000s, late 90s on go to college, get an education. Um, a lot of people took that took that advice and ended up falling back in the trades anyways. But even still, it's uh, you know, you go you, once you're out of high school, you go to college, and uh, and I think we need to push people to be signing up for skilled trades if you're going to be an electrician if you're going to be a millwright if you're going to be whatever uh, if you're going to be a sprinkler fitter um, the way the codes are evolving every day more and more properties are being protected with fire sprinkler um, 
the way the contractors and manufacturers are evolving. Uh, a lot of the fitters in the field are old school, don't like to see the evolution in the trade and, and seeing, you know, they're coming out with flexes, they're coming or flex drops are coming out with, uh, you know, different couplings and things like that to make your job quicker and easier. And it's at a necessity because eventually with all these code changes, people are going to be installing more sprinkler and there's not going to be enough skilled trades to keep up with the work. Yeah, and that's one area that we're that obviously we are making a, a big focus on, and um, and it's also important to to let these guys know. You know, when I go talk to these kids in the trade schools, I tell them like, you guys are on a better path than anybody that's going to college right now. You know, you're going to leave here and you're going to get a well-paying job right away, and in a couple of years, you'll be making way more than what somebody coming out of college is, and you won't have the debt. And that, right. you know, they're coming off of a generation of parents that push, push, push college. You know, you're not worth anything unless you get a college degree. And that could not be further from the truth. You know, that's, there's so many, right. so many talented people out there that, you know, it, it's not easy being a sprinkler fitter by any means. You know, it's hard work. It takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of, of training and education. But you know, you put in the work and, and you can make really amazing money. Frankly, I think some of our fitters make more money than I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can put on a rated job and, you know, they go to town for a year and that's six figures. Like how many people can say that without a college degree? That's right. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good, it's lucrative, it's a lucrative business to be in fire protection, saving lives and everything. You get that pride. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure your company has had sprinkler saves in the past, but um We've, we've had a couple in our small family business. And as soon as I let all the guys know, they walk around, uh, you can't see what I'm doing, but they walk around with their chest out for, for about a week and a half and everybody works a little bit harder. So, um, it, it's, it's all good stuff. Um, what other things is, uh, AFSA doing, uh, for the industry as far as like public education and things like that? Are you going, are you guys involved with public education? Absolutely. Um, Megan actually sits on a public education and awareness committee. Um, I'm the staff liaison for that committee. Um, and some of the projects that we've been working on recently is we formed a partnership with Homes for Our Troops, which provides mortgage-free homes for veterans of the um, Iraq, Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Mm -hmm. And we are the exclusive fire sprinkler provider for them. So we are moving towards uh, getting that as an option in all of their homes to protect their veterans who, as you know, are at some of the highest risk of dying and being injured in these fires. So it's a really important uh, partnership for us. Megan actually did a home out in uh, Southampton, Pennsylvania for them. Um, and I, I think it's just a, it's a wonderful cause that our, our members have really uh, latched on to. Another thing that we're doing is a partnership with the American Red Cross. Um, for the first time ever, they have fire sprinkler messaging in their home fire preparedness campaign, which reached millions this year. They have over 300 local chapters uh, that go out and ring doorbells and talk to people about fire safety, install smoke alarms. And so that's been a really um, neat partnership for us. Uh, we also sit on the board of directors uh, for the Home Fire Sprinkler Coalition, who um, you might know is uh, responsible for doing a lot of the education and outreach in regards to residential fire sprinklers, which are huge here in the states now that California and Maryland have moved forward with that residential mandate in their states. Mm -hmm, so yeah. AFSA does a lot. Uh, Megan, I don't know if you have anything else to add on some of our projects. Well, the biggest project, Next Gen, is a basically a sub work group to public education and awareness. And the the biggest thing that 
um, we've brought to fruition in the last year is our mentor program. Um, that is something we are incredibly excited about. We started, we had this idea, I don't know, two or three years ago, and it took a long time for us to kind of figure out how to do it the right way and put the information out there the right way. So um, we had our official launch at AFSA's leadership conference in May, and we got such amazing feedback from all of the chapter leaders. So um, the information is out there. It's basically set up to, you know, educate and um, help propel, obviously, the current generation of contractors into management and leadership positions within their company um, with some sort of valued, uh, you know, valued relationship that they build with somebody else across the country. So we're pairing anybody that goes online and signs up to be uh, a mentor or a mentee. They get paired with somebody else in a different membership region. You know, we're pairing people in California with people in Florida, people in Texas with people in, in Michigan. Um, and then what we what we hope to do with the uh, mixer at the convention is then these people meet and kind of get that face-to-face relationship and that can, you know, carry through for several years. Uh, the next step for us is putting out some new webinars and um, some more educational stuff to help the mentors guide the mentees. Uh, but what's really great about this, and this is what I keep hitting with people that I really want to drive home, is that it's not just for the next gen. You know, you have guys that are, or, or men and women that are coming into the industry that are brand new and could just use a little bit of guidance with, with getting more involved in the industry. Um, and then you have people like myself that have been around for 14 years that can help be a mentor, but I also still need a mentor. So I'm kind of in that middle ground where it works both ways. And then we have the people that have been in the industry for 30, 40 plus years that have so much knowledge and so much for us to learn that, you know, it can be filtered down through, through the ranks. So everybody needs to understand that they have something to offer and it doesn't just stop with, you know, the people that have been around for 14 years that keeps going. And then it also filters down into the people that are coming into the industry. You know, the right. people that are going to start next year and the people that are going to start the year after that. I mean, this is a program that can go really, really far um, if everybody puts in the effort and participates. And it's not even, uh, I mean, I mean, as far as like, you know, the level of commitment, what I'm assuming is, is you're not committing 10, 20 hours a week to this, oh, to gosh, this no. association of this thing. It's, it's essentially just being available if you have a mentor or how does it work? Somebody signs up for the next gen initiative. Uh, they're, they're new to the industry, 26, 20 years old, something like that, somewhere in the younger age. Um, you, do you assign somebody over the age of 40 to be a mentor or is it, are the mentors under 40 as well? Nicole, so actually what, yeah, absolutely. So um, they will go to our website, firesprinkler.org backslash mentor, where they will fill out a form that judges how many years experience they have, what types of things in the industry are they interested in? Are they interested in technical committees? Are they interested in, in, in field work? Are they interested in um, you know, product development? Where do their interests lie? And then um, what it'll do is send it to me at AFSA National in Dallas, where I look at those profiles as they come in, and I 
try to gauge, is this person in Arizona a good fit for this person in New York? We don't pair anyone in, in the same membership region, so it's all based on geography, geography um, uh, and trying to figure out where people fit together. Right. So, like I said, it's, it's really um, a neat program because it doesn't just look at your age, it looks at your experience and where you want to go in the industry. So there's a possibility that somebody may, um, somebody may be able to mentor somebody while being a mentee. Is that the word? Is it a mentee? I don't know what that. Yes, word is. yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Megan, Megan's a perfect example of that. Um, you know, in the next gen, we're kind of unique in the sense that a lot of our members, um, the sweet spot is kind of in that 30s age where you're kind of middle management, and you mm -hmm. still have a lot of knowledge to impart to someone who's just getting involved in the trade, but you also um, are able to be mentored by someone who's much more experienced. I mean, a lot of what we're trying to accomplish with the next gen is a conversation about where the industry is going and imparting that knowledge from one group to a next. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you can be a mentor and mentor somebody else, d depending on the level uh, where you sit in certain aspects of it. You may be very experienced in technology in the industry, uh, but not as experienced in the, the field stuff. So you have kind of a both way you can accept mentor mentoring and give mentoring in the same kind of committee. That's right. And that's what... Um that's what's really exciting about this program. You know, if people look at a mentor program and I feel like just the title of it kind of screams limitations, but this, there's so much depth to this and there's so much that we can do with it. And, you know, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go over the next couple of years as we continue to build this. I guess, I mean, we're not stopping just because it's rolled out. You know, we have so much more we wanna do with this. And over the next couple of years, we're gonna be developing it. And, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. If you're not evolving in this industry, you're standing still. And that's uh, really, it's unacceptable in an industry that moves as fast as this one. Um, if you guys need anything from the Fire Sprinkler podcast, feel free to reach out to me. I will help, you know, any organization, any way I can, um, you know, AFSA being one of the big ones as well. Uh, I, I, you know, I look forward to working with you guys in the future and, uh, you know, just building up everybody's knowledge about the fire protection industry. That's great. Thanks, Chris. We, uh, as we continue to build this program, maybe we can talk again next year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe we'll meet up down in uh, San Diego. Uh, the yeah, dates definitely. for the San Diego Expo and Convention, October 1st to 4th. Go to firesprinkler.org if you want more information about AFSA. Thank you so much, Chris. Megan, Nicole, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Chris.